welcome to another episode of the Clutch Moment Podcast, a podcast about clutch baseball and the only podcast to have an episode in 2020. I'm Everett, manager of the Bangor Xenon. And I'm Drew Duffield, manager of the Nashville Nocos. And both of us are out of the playoffs already, so we're in a good position to talk about what's happened so far in the good old Polar Power League, PP. Yeah, you can't you can't get knocked out of the playoffs if uh, you don't make the playoffs. Or, or yeah, I mean that <laughs> that's one way to look at it. I I got into the playoffs as I believe like the number ten seed, and am now zero and five career in the playoffs. The Marvin Lewis of baseball. That's okay. I'm I'm sure you'll pick up some wins soon. I got the only reason I have any playoff wins is I got really stupidly lucky against Navarre, the first league I played in, and I haven't won a game since. How many wins did you end up with? Well, I swept Navarre, uh, then I lost 0 2 to James because of Arizona, and then the next season I got swept by Neptunes, or I guess uh, Brian Hollow Taco now, and then. I didn't meet the tiebreaker in the the lol. Oh yeah, the lol last league. time that and was my fault, wasn't it? Probably. <laughs> you know, it goes uh, five and two. Oh, th- this 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 is gonna go horribly. Everybody says, "Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." I'm gonna lose three games you. in a row, and it goes, you know, lose three games in a row. It's fine. It's fine. I I I managed my um to keep everything perfectly balanced as all things should be. I went and split every single series this season except one against Bean Counters, which I swept, and then went to the playoffs and got swept. Perfect 9-9 nine and nine overall. Perfectly balanced as all things should be. I can't win on the road. You know, 4-12, and 12, really balanced. <laughs> At least you, uh, you you beat Navarre, though. That, that's, that's an achievement. Did I? No, I mean, like, you beat Navarre in the playoffs, you said. Oh, yeah. No, it was really stupid. I got really, really lucky. And then I got really unlucky against James, but, you know, that's par for the course, so. So remaining in the playoffs are New England Nightmare, Indiana Maze, and Arlington Mm. Cannons. I was one game away from probably eliminating Maze from the playoffs, and now he's he's Mm. Dean's in the the finals, and I'm like, just how? It's awesome, and I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I kind of fed Dean 20 runs in the season, so. Yeah, no, he he's he's a great dude, yeah. great player, and I hope, uh, like, am I, am I allowed to endorse anyone in the playoffs? Is this <laughs> an abuse of power? But I hope Dean wins. If you're listening, uh, he can also have Carlos Rodon's arm again if he if he so needs. Oh yeah, need, need an extra arm to attach to his pitchers. Well, I'm not sure you'd want Carlos's, but you know, just as a think- as a you know. That's some memorabilia of the night that he put up 20 on Carlos Rodon. I'm pretty sure he punted pitching on his team. I don't have the rosters up at this moment, but oh no, it's he. Let me uh, let me pull up the uh, stat pack from that game because I got diced by some nobody. I think it was Tyler Glass. Oh yeah, I got obliterated by a uh, um the Dark Knight. Though <laughs> oh, no. might have, that might have been Rebels and not Maze, but I, I was obliterated by so many terrible pitchers this season. Let's see. Yeah, lo- uh, game ten lost four to twenty. Um, yeah, he started Tyler Glasnow, and I scored. Uh, 
I don't know if I scored it. Yeah, I didn't score any runs off of Glasnow. Ouch. So, you know, when when you're just hitting that badly, there's nothing you can do. So Okay, so Mays has Roy Oswalt, Garrett Cole, Pineda, Giolito, and Glasnow for their rosters. So that's not that's not a terrible stuff. That's pretty decent. Yeah. And I think well it's I don't know, it's not better than what I did, but I just didn't commit enough. He has virtually the same bullpen I did with Hader and Davinsky at the top. Imagine using Josh Hader. Uh, Cannot be me. Josh Hader? or who? Who's that? I, I racist Milwaukee. I, man. I used Hader. He got like a four twenty ERA. Four twenty, but oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, he had like a four twenty ERA in the season, and he struck out a million batters. But every single time, I swear, he would come into the game, instant mistake pitch, instant home run. It was like, did he give up any more home? Uh, did he give up any more home runs to Pedro Alvarez? No, no, Pedro Alvarez. We we can't relive that moment. Uh, it's okay. It's up up there in history with the greatest, or up there with the greatest moments in baseball history. Pedro Alvarez may not get into the Hall of Fame, but that moment sure will. I miss Pedro. He he was this random spare part on a lot of like Orioles teams in the late 2010s that just always kept showing up. He kept signing with us on minor league deals, and then, yeah. That's okay. As, as long as you guys don't try to pretend that you're still competing, I think you'll be okay here in the next five years. I don't know. We're, we're, we're competing, boys. We've got um, Asher Wojciechowski. Ah, I see. We, we, we won. Like, I mean, we might as well just... They might as well hand us the trophy already. The hunk of metal. Just, uh... Make sure to rush Adley Rushman up through the minors, you know, just real oh, yeah. quick this year and uh, ruin his uh, value yep. as a prospect forever. Oh, yeah. We need to make sure to call up DL Hall as well and uh, Grayson Rodriguez and get all of these guys up here a year too early so that we can Kevin Gaussman them into oblivion. You know, just treat them like Jake Arietta, except, you know. Arietta just, he, he wasn't anywhere near the bust Gaussman was in some ways because Arietta just stunk in the majors, whereas Gaussman, you could tell, we just sort of rushed him into something he wasn't ready for. Well, I mean, Arietta was only a bust for you guys, but... And, a, and the Phillies, and the Phillies. I mean, he's still pretty decent. Yeah. Is he $25 million a year decent? Maybe. I'm no GM. I don't have that kind of money to throw around. I, I, I can feel the team with... Uh, Five dollars, three fifty. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can barely afford to spend six hundred sixty or whatever it is on Christy Mathewson and have him blow up on me in the last game of the year. Literally, though, it feels power pitching. Like, I mean, there's a lot of luck in clutch. Period. I'm not gonna say that. Oh, one strategy has more luck than another. But power pitching is so much about not screwing up your dice rolls. Oh yeah, it's just you know sometimes you can go out there have Christy Mathewson get freaking whacked around by. Like Alex Gordon and Franklin Barreto, just because you're not rolling well enough. Oh yeah, I, I that was uh, with Chris Sale. The fusion dropped like uh, I think it was eight runs on him, and it wasn't even like the top hitters. It was like these really terrible, you know, like Kevin Smith type guys, Travis Jankowski, whatever. Like it was, it was a painful game. Yeah. Not nearly um, as painful as the time you one zero sh- did a one zero shutout on me with I think it was Christy. Hey, that was fun. But yeah, he got 
Uh, let's see. In the first inning, uh, to start off, he gave up a walk. Uh, in, in my last game against Lumberjacks, yeah. he gave up a walk, then immediately gave up a home run to Christian Yelich. Then uh, got two outs, and then hit gave up three consecutive singles to Dylan Moore. I don't even know who that is. Alex Gordon and Kevin Plawecki. Oof, the, the feared Alex Gordon and Kevin Plawecki. I know, like he's just quivering up there in his six command. Oh, all these elevens, man! They're gonna—they're coming to get me. Uh, I, I just have to roll a six. Oh, I can't do it. So many times, just elite pitching does that. And in general, I feel like it's harder to buy elite pitching than it is to buy elite hitting in this game, especially if you have a lot of the generations cards. Mm-hmm. And you get burned by it. Yeah, my problem was something that I was like, all right, I'm going to commit to power pitching this season because I tried the last time and I didn't go all the way and I failed. And except I somehow did better. I got it. It was like five and five. And this time I didn't even get five wins. Ouch. But it was a shorter season. Yeah, I had Christy Matthewson, 660 points. Tim Lincecum. Tim Lincecum did so well for me in uh, the League of Legends or whatever we were calling that. Yeah. And then he was just a complete and utter screw up this season. He he just rolled so poorly. He had like an eight ERA total. I, I just uh that that's that's my one uh my biggest gripe of this season is my uh the freak just was a complete bust this year compared or this season compared to the last. And then I had Don Larson. Never I'm so glad that we don't have to deal with that card again because that is so that is such a misleading card. Do not put him on your roster. Terrible card. Would not recommend. Don Larson. I don't even remember this card. I need to get old. All right. up here. He's a four command, 400 point guy. He can go like eight innings, no icons. And you're like, all right, that's, that's not bad. And then oh. you realize you're paying four, 400 salary points for a guy who has four command oh. and has 17 outs. And do you really want that in for eight innings? Also, interestingly, he has two walks on his chart. So that kind of negates the the eight innings thing to some degree. Yeah, I saw the eight innings, and I was like, oh, this this can't be a bad idea, right? And then, you know, eight innings it was. Eight bad pitching. It was, it was very bad. I could see it maybe having some utility if, like, you had him as your ace and then filled in, like, 380, 390 point pitchers all behind it, so that way you're, like, punting on your first game to get an advantage in the remaining ones, but... Eh. Yeah. Like, because people did that with Shohei Otani with his two-way card last year, and oh, I absolutely use that in my uh, the but first league that I played in. I I definitely use that Otani card. It was great. I'd like the Otani card, okay, but because I, I generally like his batter ch- chart. I really liked because it was sort of similar to Nick Markakis, and I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I love free on base and doubles for you know what roughly two eighty, two ninety, but. I don't know. Just in general, power pitching, it either really works or it really doesn't. Yeah. It's, yeah, after Larson, I didn't have any. I had John Lester. And John, he was all right. Big Dick John did his job. Let's see. I don't know if I input his last game. No, I don't think I did. But, uh, yeah, he did. He was all right, uh, stats wise. And then Rodon. But, but uh, big success of the year 
Tyler Webb. I mean, this is all, this is exclusively because I have uh, an autographed baseball uh, by from Tyler Webb just sitting on my desk up here. That uh, oh, yeah. he he uh, you know four games four innings pitched no ERA, so got no. got to got to enjoy that. I had in my rotation Scherzer, who was I mean he was he was good. I'm not gonna say he wasn't good. But I paid 665 points and have gotten the same performance from Jake Odorizzi before. <laughs> like, I mean, he had like around a three ERA roughly, and it's like that's that's good. He's the best pitcher in the base set. I expected a little more. Yeah, it had really a- feels like power pitching is limited, like as base set wise, until you can start getting some of those, yeah. like uh, more limited data pools or just some older like generations pitchers power anything to some degree is limited in the base set because you don't have many big batters either and a lot of them are like Altuve or Rendon where they have no like power on their charts that's true but I think that'll be a lot different uh this coming year yeah obviously with with the uh the big changes the r plus threes and the the more power the resurgence of uh MLB showdown 2000 but with icons now I I wasn't a fan of 2000, but I liked the idea of it, and I think that how they're going about it this time is a little better. The 2000 set is probably my favorite, both like art-wise and a little bit play-wise, because it's just kind of dumb and I love it. But the way it feels like they're actually doing it, you know, yeah. more, more smart this time, because I feel like Clutch is just a better game in general. In general, yeah, because... One of the things that I really liked when first got into Clutch, like in 2017, was how they expanded like the range of charts. So because in like I played mostly 2003 Showdown, most every hitter was a 9, 10, or 11 on base, and now we we have like you know all the way down to eight with Franklin Barreto, all the way up to 16 with like Mickey Mantle, and it it gives this variety and actually differentiates the good players from the bad players. So that, you know, cause like I had this 10 point card called, it was Adrian Brown of the pirates and he would just break because he wasn't significantly worse than Tim Salmon or Jim Edmonds. Oh, well I'm, I'm trying to find, okay, here we go. Yeah. I think my favorite card, uh, probably from any showdown set, maybe not any, but, uh, definitely he's up there for that. Uh, the 2003 Reggie Jackson card. I I adore this card. I mean, he's got an 11 on base, but if you I, I didn't play too much in 2003. I just used my 2003 cards with uh, 04 and 05 stuff oh, yeah. as a kid. But oh, wow. I I love this card. I mean, he's super expensive at 650 points, but an 11 on base with uh, three icons gets on at a seven and homers at a 17. I there just. Is- in 2002, there is a Luis Gonzalez card with 12 on base, which for Showdown was really good. Um, 12 is almost elite. And 17 home run and like 14 or 15 double. It was That's ridiculous. absolutely absurd. And I, like, I, ha- I have like that card in a sleeve because it was just so, <laughs> so amazing. I, yeah, I think it was 2002 because that was the last year before icons were added. Yeah, I, I never really uh, took the time to uh, notice that uh, the oh two like the two thousand two thousand one cards didn't have icons. I never played, or I never had a uh, oh one or oh two, but 
So I guess it wasn't really that uh, prevalent for me, like as far as me noticing it. But yeah, let's, I guess. Let's... Actually, one thing I wanted to mention in in Showdown in at least 2003, I didn't play in 04 and 05, but in 2003 Showdown, they had the uh, rookie icon and it was simultaneously a positive icon and a negative icon so some cards right. had a negative effect that would you know if you if you played it against a rookie hitter they'd get minus one or two to their swing or whatever and some cards had a positive effect like i remember one you rolled a dice and if you got 16 to 20 your rookie got plus five to the swing which i mean showdown it's 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 absurd but like do you think that a rookie icon would be a good addition to showdown or not to showdown to clutch i think it would be really fun um, I think they should do like rookie of the year. I don't know what they do with uh, such a limited like pool of icons for that, but yeah. a rookie one would be fun. I know they've already got the rookie stamp on there now, yeah, which looks really really good with the uh, oh yeah like the minor color palettes that they've introduced for this uh, upcoming set. But I think it would be really interesting to do because like with Showdown, like obviously you could make it more balanced than Showdown was because that's just jumbled mess of a card game. Um, but it would definitely be really interesting because, like, the positive and negatives, like you said, so you could just have something that, like, for you is, like, an offensive card. Uh, you're, you've got a rookie batter or something like that, and you give him plus one or whatever to the pitch yeah. for his icon. Uh, that's, like, a bonus to a card. Or you're, like, say you're pitching against, say you're, like, Max Scherzer with, I don't know if he has the K icon or not, but if you have, like, the K icon or something and you're up against a rookie batter or something like that, you get... Yeah plus one or like minus one of the swing, something like that. Because largely what made it not work in Showdown was that most, I think nearly every icon except Gold Glove only had one card that the icon applied to. Yeah, pretty much. And so it just sort of was there. But I could see like in Clutch adding, you know, just attaching little rookie icon abilities onto various strategy cards just so that they show up little negative effects and little positive effects and stuff like that. It, it could be interesting. I agree for sure. That said, obviously, they've already confirmed that that's not a thing that will be happening, so rip, but... You know, we can always dream. We can always Although, dream. Although, uh, given my clutch dreams, I think that's uh, something that's going to be put on the back burner for a long time. You mean uh, the Carl Crawford Generations card? Yeah... See, I think it would be it would be it would be so perfect to just have it in the uh Oh gosh. So, you know with the that like era of the generations cards how they got like the if you got the LE version of them or like the uh LE9 or 1 version of them they were like blue and green. Yeah. That would be, that would be so perfect. That would be perfect. I'd love it. But, you know, probably won't happen. So, I'll I'll, I'll be waiting. I won't nag too much about that any anymore because I've I've made my point very clear, so I'll, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it be. I feel like at a certain point the nags become anti-nags, and they just will intentionally not do what you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, well, just just say you really, really want uh, you know David Price Red Sox card, and maybe oh, they'll make gosh. the Carl Crawford one. Hey, Nick, uh, I'd love a Carl Crawford Dodgers card. I'm sure I know he was so fantastic for you guys and all. That's a thing that happened? Yep. I I was there uh, after his stint with the Red Sox. I remember the Red Sox one, sadly. 
I'm, I'm really interested actually to see some of the raise cards this year because if anyone's going to have weird wacky charts it's probably going to be raise cards you know i could see like a g-man Choi having r plus three and you know seven walk results on his chart and things like that oh man i think it'll be really cool i, I just really liked how well they were like how well the rays were represented in last year's uh oh, clutch because yeah. they had uh the Trop- tropican or tampa bay stadium that was uh absolutely absurd. dealt with openers and they had a lot of good reliever cards to go with go along with that and all of their batters i feel just like perfectly represented the team as far as they hit they had like a lot of interesting like guys so you could like flex in and out of your lineups different charts uh different advantages and things like that the only really the only thing they were really lacking was a power threat and i guess if you wanted you could say zunino but like i mean that's relatively realistic to the team though because that exactly exactly most of their cards were uh really efficient costed on base threats oh yeah like joey wendell absolutely ridiculous like yeah joey wendell i remember uh nate low or brandon low one of the lows uh, I don't know. Did Nate did Nate Lowe get a card? I know I Brandon, Brandon Lowe. Then I know Brandon Lau got a card. It's also weird because they're pronounced differently. Oh wait, no, it is it is Nate Lowe. I'm thinking of yeah. He hit 13 on base for only 380, and he only had four batter chart outs because uh, he had minus three clutch. Oh yeah. Okay. So you know he had four natural doubles and only four batter chart outs and a 13 on base and max defense at first, and was only 380 because that minus three clutch wow that that is really good i wish i would have pulled that card uh, uh I, I didn't get too much of s3 though I, I i got s3 from other people's thank you dean thank you eric yeah that's but, that's actually ridiculous i wish i would have seen that yeah he he's a got a crazy card brandon Lau, i'm not too familiar with i really don't know the raise that well but, oh yeah, I def- I used him. Uh, I got a shadow from somebody, and I used him in. Uh, oh gosh, this this most recent league polar power. He was all right. His he gets on at a six, and uh, he's got he's got an eighteen double homers at a twenty one, which is nice. He's got a twenty speed. I would like to. I I would like for him to have a triple with that kind of speed. Yeah. Uh, he's got an okay glove for a second baseman too, and he, he's only three hundred sixty five points, which is nice for a. Uh, the upswing of 13 on base with all of the other uh, aforementioned aspects. I, I think they do have just a lot of really neat cards like that. All of the lows and lows and choice. And... I can't wait to see. I don't know if you'll get a card uh, this first uh, in X1. I guess it'll be X1 and uh, X2, I think, come out at the well, same time. Yeah, oh, but X one was the only one with rays. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- I don't think he'll be in it just because he doesn't have any American stats yet. But I'd love to see a Yoshitomo Sutsugo card. Ooh, that would be spicy. But Nick's already said he doesn't like making cards based off of no data. Yeah. Um. Like, so I don't think we'll be seeing it until a couple expansions down the road. I mean, there's going to be what ten this year? I think he said. Yeah, there will be a decent amount. I, of course, not all of them will be. I, I don't think they'll all be limited to current players, so yeah, I think it'll go back and forth between current players. Like I think we'll start off with generations and then get, or not generations, but the yeah. all of the like X one and X two is just current players, and then the next one, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it'll be some sort of generations. I do hope um, they make 
the generations available like in the regular sets more instead of relying on inserts and LEs and things like that. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think uh, with this. I guess it's it seems like a new. I'm gonna call it a new business model. I don't know if Nick yeah. listens, he can correct me on that. But with this new business model, it's I don't I don't think uh, there there's not there's just not any more inserts. It'll be so if he if they're in the set, you just get them because you're buying complete sets. You don't have to buy packs. Yeah, because that's like the thing I've noticed in playing Polar Power that the generations cards are very disproportionately represented on the teams they are a huge part of the meta right now is having these generations cards oh absolutely just because they give so much versatility with their icons and just different kind of chart pools and things like that that you wouldn't get from current players yeah and you have access to the tops you know more like the top level of salary more so that you can oh yeah like being able to get like Jim Tomey out there as opposed to, oh, you know, you're limited to Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout hitting-wise. I hope this is the year with a Trout card that's actually worth rostering. Yeah, it's just been pain, like it's ever since 17, it's just been kind of like painfully not worth the price. This year with him only having like an 18 double and a 20 homer and a ton of walks for 700 points. It's like yeah. I could just get Joey Votto for virtually the same thing at this point. For... Uh, if you're talking about walks, uh, sh- just take a look at a uh, good old Splendid Splinter. That I don't. I think my experience with that card really turned me off of spending big on hitters. Which card and, is that? Uh, uh, so Ted, good old, good old Ted. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think my experience with that Ted Williams card really turned me off of spending big on batters, and that walks. kind of sucked because every pretty much everybody else this season made it work like really well. I know Lumberjacks uh, Matt Doyen, I think is uh, the guy. Yeah, he he did it really really well in his first time playing in a league in uh, LOL, and it was it was really like it's power lineup. I mean, it really fit the name Lumberjacks. But uh, power hitters just went to town, and it worked really well for him. And uh, it, a lot of people did it. Like Dean, I think, has a really loaded uh, offense this yeah. uh, this year in the playoffs. So it's I I kind of wish my experience with uh, Ted Williams hadn't been so bad, or my experience the prior season with Sammy Sosa. You know, just things like expensive batters. I tend to have like not great or more underwhelming experiences with, which is just, I think, under, not representative of them as a whole, because yeah. obviously they do work for a lot of people. And I feel like that sort of, like, it's hard when you can only have one roster, because then you get scared, like, if it doesn't work out of what you're doing. And so, like, you know, I've, I've only had, what, two teams this season or whatever, like, you know. And so I, you don't really get a chance to try a million things in the leagues unless you're playing one of the little specialty leagues. Like, yeah. And so it gets hard to do something that failed the last time, even if it's just dice spot. Yeah, I For just have worth, to learn though. to commit. <laughs> For what it's worth, though, my Jose Ramirez did incredible this year. So One of my uh, stalwarts that I've used on, I think, my last three or four rosters... Uh, well, I can't have done it in the last three or four rosters. Only played in not like four leagues, but the last 
at least every every lineup that or every roster that I had for the 2019 set, um, Eugenio Suarez, absolute madman. Ah, uh, he has been like one of the mid to high range price cards that has just been worth every single salary point you can spend. I think he's just he's been one of the most well optimized cards. It's just okay. You, you can. I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying this, but any L plus is bad. I, that's fair. That I mean, that's, that's understandable. But I think like some of the top tier pitchers, especially in oh, generations, yeah, on the pitchers, I think it's fine. It's on the batters. That... Well, but going going against like those top tier pitchers, and especially in yeah. in relief, is a huge one. That's true. And then like with some of the generations guys just being like. Like Roy Oswald, uh, guys like that, having you know that really strong—is he a lefty? I can't remember. Um, Just like really strong left-handed pitchers, uh, that'll certainly help. Could it be better? Could he have a flat thirteen? Yeah, but for like three, it's three hundred eighty, I think, points. Gets on at a six, uh, three defense at third, positive clutch, homers at twenty, doubles at eighteen. I think he's just a really, really, really solid card. He he is actually a really good card. I I looked at him briefly for my league, but I didn't end up going with him. I, I went with Kyle Seager, who is a bananas. Like I, I like going for the low cost good defense cards because they're gonna suck like at hitting anyway if they're low cost. So might as well invest those points in defense. Yeah, I did that uh, a lot, and not this year just because I was in Cincinnati and picked Jose Iglesias. I did that prior with uh, Nick Ahmed at short. Oh, yeah. In general, like, picking a high defense punt is kind of like a cheat code to get their hitting skills even worse for a batter that's going to be hitting eighth in the lineup and not hitting much. Yeah. So, like, by picking Hedges or Leon or whatever or any of the good defense bad hitting guys... You, you're kind of min-maxing further, like taking advantage of this guy's not going to hit much, so let's keep him, you know, in the back of the order with terrible hitting stats. And... I don't know. Uh, Austin Hedges was one of my best batters in uh, League of Legends. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, nothing says it can't happen. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm going through the archives on the uh, batters on the clutch league page right now let's see oh yeah austin hedges so in uh league of legends he bat a solid he was my best hitter uh 382 432 874 slash line so that's that's wild yeah still no home runs but you know i can't ask i can't ask for much better out of a nine on base card that's 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 just absolutely wild it was absurd and i mean it was in 34 bats because the games pool is limited, so I'm sure after over uh, like 16 games, it would have definitely evened out more. But that's that was uh, one of the more fun ab- uh, abnormalities that I've had. For me, uh, this season, Austin Wins actually had the third highest OPS on my team. I mean, he wasn't like great. It was only a 771 OPS, but you know, he hit better than Nick Markakis and Hunter Renfro and Anderson Simmons and all these guys. I know you uh, slapped a grand uh, grand slam off me. I think it was a grand slam with Simmons. Um, oh yeah, that was one of Simmons's two homers. Did you get any home runs with the uh, cakes? 
Uh, yep, I got one home run with Marcakis. Oh, I hell yeah. Pitcher start homer, but that was his only extra base hit of the season. Oh, no. He finished with a 333 on base as well, which isn't great considering I paid, you know, for the 13 on base and lack of batter outs. Yeah, let's see. Mine did. My CJ Crone oh, hit six homers, so it's all worth it. Yeah, the max amount of home runs I had on any given player on my team was three. Both Suarez and Strawberry had three. Marquez was a solid second with two, uh, but he solid. hit 255, 352, and what is that last number? 756. Yeah, but he had two home runs in one game, and uh, I figure that's that's about all I can ask from him. Yeah, that's that, that, that's decent enough. But yeah, I just had some horrible hitting, especially like because I was playing as Oakland, so there's a certain baseline you expect when you're playing with Oakland, just oh, simply yeah. because of the pitcher chart. You know, you have a 200 on base against most pitchers automatically on the pitcher chart, and to not have Hedges break 200 on base and to have Seager only barely break it, it's kind of painful. Yeah, like. And the season started off really good. Like I started off, I think like five and two or whatever, because I swept a bean counter so early, and then it just sort of went into mediocrity from there. Gotta love regression to the mean. It's so fun. Except, I I should have uh, a regressed. I don't know. Progressed. Un unregressed. Yeah, progressed to the mean, and it never happened. So, that's okay. I'll just build better next time roll better next time yeah i mean it's just that easy you just got you just got to roll your dice well i mean yeah just 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 hack dice bot or get a weighted dice bot weighted dice bot actually dice bot is weighted they, the the devs go in and code it to weight it for certain no it's it's not please don't think <laughs> yeah uh, dingo's went in there he's like i'm rolling all 20s all of the time i will oh, go 15 and one I, his team, you, you to go fifteen and one even in a really unbalanced league like MLB with spending at the top, spending at the bottom is takes absurd amounts of luck. To go fifteen and one when we all have the salary cap, I think that's is, just uh, it's good luck mixed with obviously some really good uh, managerial decisions and some good team building. It it does that. I would say I definitely would say that's a lot of luck to be had, but I'm sure it's he put himself in the best situation oh, that yeah. he possibly could to let that luck happen to him. Oh, hundred percent. Although he did end up going the way of uh, of Paul's Mariners and fifteen and done. That's okay. Uh, I, I, I I'll do him wins. I mean, that's like what. Six more than I got, and eleven more than you got. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to point that out, but yeah, he, I've already made the. More. He's already got a really horribly photoshopped David Freeze, uh, waiting for him, so he can feel good about that, I guess. Wh whoever wins the uh, the PP trophy, you need to make a horribly photoshopped thing of their favorite player. Oh yeah, but except it'll be really good this time instead of, uh, you know, taking Edgar Martinez and throwing him in the garbage can. So like if if Cannons wins, for example, he's Philly. So I, I would do like J. I couldn't do that. or something. I, I could not do Philly. Uh, two thousand eight is still a little too rough on me. Oof. Okay. Well, if Mays wins, then you have the White Sox, and they assuredly, people assure me they do have players on their team. 
Do they though? I mean, they, I know they've got one that they got from us, but like, hey, don't worry. I, about I, it. I feel like there is a team that's called the Chicago White Sox. Hear me out. I, are you sure about that though? They might exist. I, I, I hear they like signed some free agents or something and are going to be you know the next big team to win 70 games or <laughs> I'm so sorry Dean for making fun of your team that's okay he makes fun of the Cubs too much so fair and then uh well I mean uh New England nightmare it's going to be too easy to mess with a Boston fan oh uh, well I could do oh wait no he doesn't play for them anymore oh I could do oh wait he doesn't play for them anymore um <laughs> Uh, oh wait, he sucks now. Uh, Boston Carl Crawford, yay! Boston Carl Crawford, here we go. Just make all the shittiest possible cards. What we need, though, I personally think, is a 2019 Nathan Yavaldi card. Oh gosh. Or 2019 Steve Pierce, or, or 2019 Chris Sale. You 2019 Steve Pierce, or at least World Series Steve Pierce, would be unreal. World Series, Steve. I want a World Series here. I'm, well, I've always wanted like a full set of Steve Pierce with every AL East team he was on. Oh yeah, I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I can't. I don't know what year it was. Maybe it was 2013. Steve Pierce, but uh, there was a like on the show 18, the first year that I got back into it uh, in Diamond Dynasty. There was a really good, like really easy to get uh, Steve Pierce card that just had massive power, and I would just it was it held me over for a long time so. 2013 was one of his baltimore years he somehow was on baltimore for five seasons but in three different stints in that span holy cow uh did they just dfa him you know consecutive well, years yeah, in a row? what would happen it's this you know like ryan fitzpatrick in football it's it's the steve pierce cycle you pick him up mid-season to fill an injury he does well. You sign him to a contract. He sucks. You release him. He does well again. You pick him. You pick him up to replace an injury, and so it just goes on and on. Fair enough. He had one heck of a career, though. He started in two thousand seven with the Pirates. Whatever happened? Speaking of the Pirates and first baseman, whatever happened to Adam LaRoche? Oh, I remember him. I just remember his really horrible batting stance in two K. We need, like, an XFL or AAF, some sort of independent league for baseball that gets televised. Like, put the Atlantic League on so that we could just go, oh, I remember that guy. Hey, somebody stole first base in the Atlantic League. Oh, I wrote a speech last semester that had to deal with the Atlantic League, and there was some uh, former MLB guy. I think it was, like, Matt Latos or somebody like that who I quoted. Nice. Something uh, dumb like that. With the Rays in um, uh, 2016, Steve Pierce had a 388 on base and 520 slugging. He hit 10 home runs in 60 games. What a G. That's, that's just incredible. And then uh, he was traded by the Rays to the Orioles for a prospect and then stunk for the Orioles. Who, who was the prospect? Jonah Heim. Oh, yeah, okay, don't know who that is. He's a catcher now for the Athletics. Yeah, well, they go through catch, uh, catchers a diamond dozen, so... I mean, I should say a double-A ball catcher for the Athletics. I'm just, uh... The Rays and catchers don't go uh, too well together. You know, considering they could have drafted Buster Posey, but instead drafted... Oh, gosh. Swaggy T. <sighs> Dude. Oh. 
I will never uh, forget the one great month he gave the Orioles after we traded for him. Oh, uh, it hurts. Because Buster so Posey is just one of my favorite players of all time. And just knowing that he could have been on one of my favorite teams, it's just... It hurts. It's, it's, Feels you know, bad, man. A little bit of a dick punch, but that's fine. All of my sports teams are dick punches. I'm just a sports masochist. I mean, I root for the team that decided Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gaussman were worth top five. Oh, and Brian Mattis were all worth top five picks. Okay, but you're... Well, okay, no, I can't say too much because you're also a Redskins fan, so... Yeah, I guess we're we're both in the same boat here. Being an Orioles fan is much better than being a Skins fan, though, because, like, with the Orioles, you know they're going to suck, and you can just enjoy the season, you know, you know, enjoy the players that break out and just have fun and relax. With the Skins, they always give you hope just to take it away. I mean, and Terry McLaurin was good. Yeah, exactly. That's hope, and next year you know, he'll uh, lose all of his limbs simultaneously in a game or something. I don't know. Yeah, the good old Joe Theismann effect. Yeah, it's... It's just like, you know, it, it's too heartbreaking. The Orioles, at least, you know, they're going to suck and could just enjoy, you know, the weirdness that is Hanser Alberto. <laughs> Maybe you won't ruin Adley Rushman. Maybe there's still hope for you yet, as long as I'm, you don't have Buck putting in whoever the hell instead of Zach Britton. Was uh, it Zach Britton with an H it, back yeah, then? It was, it was Zach Britton with an H. And it was not just, it wasn't like Brad Brock or Darren O'Day, it was Ubaldo Jimenez. Oh, gosh. In the back with Colorado this year? Yeah, he's back with Colorado. It was in the final year of Ubaldo's contract. He put up like a seven ERA that season as a starter. Like this, this, this was not just oh, tur- turning to another good reliever instead of Britain. It was. Ubaldo is, I don't want to. I don't want to continue in the playoffs. Let's go home. Yeah, it was. That was just the dumbest decision in just ever. But you know, I still I think mean, it was a bad decision by the uh, Astros to cheat and knock the Rays out of the playoffs this past year. But you know, I also happen. think it was a bad decision by the Red Sox to cheat and not get punished for it. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad decision by uh, good old uh, Robert Manfred. Robert Manfred. Oh gosh, what a terrible commissioner! Terrible commissioner. But see, we've never known any better. Also, as football fans, we have to deal with Roger Goodell. Okay, but Roger Goodell hasn't had to deal with people electronically cheating. Okay, actually, yeah, that's not, that's not true. I take that back. That's very not true. Uh, but I feel like sign stealing... Okay, actually, no, it's, it's the same thing. Actually. Same it's, thing. It's basically the same thing. And the Patriots got away with it yet again because it was the Bengals. Yeah, but that's okay. It's not like they won the Super Bowl this year. Some, like... Tennessee team. I met a Titans Some fan. No name team out of, out of Tennessee. I saw someone wearing yeah. a Titans jersey. I've never seen it before. The, the bandwagon yeah. fans are here in Maine. I definitely. Uh, so the week after that game, I was up in Boston. I wore my jersey like all three days I was there. It was great. You're, you're just asking for a fight. Yeah, I had I had some waiter come up and say something to me in a restaurant that I was at. But you know, other than that, nothing bad happened. I wore it to Fenway Park, you know. None of the tour guides said anything. That's that's a uh, that's that's spicy to do it. And like, out of all the cities in America, Boston is probably the one I'd be most afraid of doing that sort of thing in. Eh, maybe you, you're probably except, right. Except New Orleans, but <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't have a baseball team. team. Yeah, but yeah. 
So one one last topic. Um, you mentioned that you had some trauma relating to the song Ice Ice Baby. Oh, gosh. And this is story time. All right. Uh, so if, if we really want to delve into this uh, dark, uh, repressed pit of hell, I guess we can. Okay. Um, all right. So picture this. The, the year is 2019. Uh, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. Um, beautiful. Beautiful intro. And uh, every so I went to a I went to like a magnet school, so it was it was still a public school, but we had it, everybody was supposedly smart, or at least they could standardize tests to get in. But like the the administration was like really afraid of anything like any sort of like vulgar or you know content meant for teenagers. So the uh, normally in the past few years, at least what we had done for uh, pep rallies, we had two major ones every year, one at the beginning, one uh, the day before fall break, and one the day before spring break. And uh, they had we had like special events going on and stuff for those. And then we, we would go outside and watch like powder puff football, kickball, stuff like that. But in uh, normally, what they would do for this, at least the spring one, there would always be like a coordinated dance for each uh, class at school. So like the class of uh, like mine was the class of 2019. So we, our class would have a dance to a song that we picked, but uh, not, not my senior year, my senior year, the administration decided in the best interest to keep everything clean, that we would all perform a dance routine to vanilla ice's ice, ice baby. And so he's the greatest model of cleanliness yeah i know it was just vaguely racist it was truly the most uh the best song they could have picked and so we just uh we had a we had a dance routine that was all right but in the end uh i think matthew did say something in the uh discord about this uh it does relate to the macarena and that is simply because at the very end, we just kind of ran out of stuff. Like whoever planned the dance, I volunteered for it because I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll get involved with my grade. I know these people. I'll help them out. Great. And uh, at the at the very end, it just kind of devolved into really bad, like, you know, you're like dad kind of dancing. So like the okay. like the, the shopping cart, like the water sprinkler and then the Macarena. Nice. So it's just just a bad experience all around, you know. Ice Ice Baby combined with the Macarena. They don't. That's not. That's not a good. Uh, good memories for. Uh, for sounds your boy. sounds amazing. Honestly, I... it was not fun getting in front of uh, our entire school population of what like hell. I mean, the middle school was there too, so maybe about a thousand kids if oh, wow. on a good day, um, and in front of like you know, at least seven hundred, eight hundred other people doing the Macarena in the middle of the gym, you know, to Ice Ice Baby. Heck yeah. That, that, worth it. Honestly, worth it. I'm just really glad there isn't video. Oh, it would be, it would be hysterical, it. but I'm, I'm glad there's not. Ice Ice Baby can be the theme song for the clutch moment. Rumors say there's video of one sophomore year Drew Duffield performing as Lord Farquaad in Shrek the Musical, but... Uh, rumors cannot be confirmed. We'll we'll dig it up for next time. No. Live stream. No. All right, Sounds like so a plan. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Clutch Moment Podcast, the podcast that actually has a name this time. It's exciting. Woo. We did it. We got one. We got one, boys. And anyways, hopefully we'll be seeing you again some other time if we actually make another episode. And make sure to keep following Polar Power Playoffs and to buy your clutch cards in, I guess, a month or whatever. I'm just ready to give Nick my money, please. Yeah, just give Nick all your money. He definitely doesn't sponsor us. We are in no way sponsored by Flex Tape. I mean, Clutch clutch Baseball. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. Not owned. Anyways, uh, be seeing you. Adios.